0: Growing in Grace, another week of sitting down and discussing the good news of God's grace. I'm Mike Kapler with Joel Brzezinski. Happy New Year. We're starting off 2014. I don't know when you're listening to this, but that's the time of our recording. And uh, we're excited about being able to do this, hopefully for another year, and learn some things along the way that maybe we didn't understand quite as well as we did before. That's that's the goal here. I, I, I want to know a little bit more Joel, for me, it's not so much about learning something brand new, although that's pretty cool, but sometimes it's just learning more and understanding more about some of the things we already know about. We just don't know them very deeply yet.
1: Yeah, I think to me that's what growing in grace really is. I mean, we're not becoming more of something. We really are learning more about the reality of who we already are in Christ, of who God already is, and it's a lifetime process. Again, it's not so much that we're becoming something newer and newer and newer or more and more and more of something, but we're finding out what God has already done for us, where he has placed us, up there with himself and experiencing more and more of uh, of the reality of that. And with it being the new year, I'm gonna make it my resolution to grow in Christ some more. <laughs> no, <I'm just laughs> I'm absolutely kidding right there yeah we'll uh, we'll maybe touch on that whole resolution
0: <laughs> thing since it's the first part of the year but um, we've been talking about the nature of grace uh, we did take a break during the, the, the holidays and and we talked about the birth of Christ around Christmas but uh, leading up to that we've been talking about the nature of of grace and and what it means for us uh, as as believers in Christ. And so we'll we'll kind of continue this theme and hopefully uh, extract some some pretty cool stuff from it.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And one of the things that I love about God's grace is uh, one thing that I love about God is that he's a giver and his giving is without repentance. Now there's a theological or a biblical term right there, but it means that he doesn't give grace and then take it away once given grace is ours it belongs to us i mean god's grace is something that we continually walk and we don't lose it god doesn't take it away i mean it wouldn't be grace if, if he gave it based on conditions as we talked about in the past in in the, some of the past few weeks here on Growing in grace he gave us grace freely not because of anything that we've done Not because we've fulfilled any obligations or done anything to earn it or deserve it, but he has given us his grace freely because that's who he is. And so once he gives us this wonderful, awesome grace, we are walking in it for the rest of not only our lives that we live in these bodies, but for here and for all of eternity. So that's something that I'm really impressed with and in love about God's grace
0: it's an important thing yeah we were we were talking as you said about how god did not give us the spirit of the world where you work to get but he gave us his spirit so that we may know the things that are freely given to us by god and as i look in titus chapter 3 but when the kindness and the love of god our savior toward man appeared now the kindness and love god has always had that but when it appeared and manifested through his son Jesus Christ, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. So our righteousness is based upon the finished work of Christ, not by our own works of righteousness. Remember what Isaiah talked about with our desire to establish righteousness before God based on our own merit. That is like filthy rags to him. It will always fall short. At no point in what you're talking about here, Joel, where where God gives us grace and he doesn't doesn't renege on that promise. He he doesn't take it back. At no point does it become about us and our works of righteousness. Grace was bestowed upon us. the, The love of Christ was manifested and poured out upon us through that work at the cross and nothing else. And that's an important thing to remember because it's kind of like, I mean, even think back to um, the prodigal, the lost son. We know how that story ends, right? I mean, the the son runs off. He does his own thing. He comes back. Father runs out to meet him, throws a party. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that parable, Joel. But my question to you is, and I don't think I've ever heard anybody ask this question before, what if he went out and did it again? Hmm. Mm -hmm. What would the father's response be if he went out, sowed the same wild oats, ended up with the same result, and came back again to say, boy, I blew it again. Do you think another party would have been thrown? Or do you think the the father would have just laid low and said, all right, get back in here, I'll let you in, but don't say anything to your brother about this.
1: (laughs) I think another party would have been thrown. Yeah, I think so too. That's the nature, again, of grace, and it's something that we don't really necessarily comprehend. It's one of those things that we need to grow in. The nature of grace is such that we already have all that grace has provided for us, all that God has provided for us through his grace. And again, like you say, I think that party is thrown over and over again and that's something that we, humanly speaking, don't necessarily get, because we have tolerance levels. You know, we have a certain level of patience that we have with other people, as human. You know, humanly speaking, we don't let other people get away with stuff over and over again. It's just, uh, you know, the nature that human beings have a certain level of patience. But grace, when we have grace toward other people, things do change. And when we realize the grace that God has toward us as we grow in grace we're able to uh, show that grace towards other people but first we need to understand that god over and over again uh, we we walk in that grace so that no matter what we do no matter what we no matter what great and wonderful things we do and no matter how many times we fail even if we fail in our devotion to god even if we find ourselves doing all kinds of, of stuff that we shouldn't do the nature of grace is such that it's not withdrawn when we fail to do the things that we know that we could and quote should do because grace wouldn't be grace if it was dependent upon our actions, our devotion to God, our discipline, and all of these things. That wouldn't be grace. And so we get we actually have the privilege and the honor and the, uh, the wonderful benefit of walking in something that is never withdrawn, no matter what we do or don't do, and that's a wonderful thing to me.
0: Well, think about that. I mean, what if grace was dependent upon our actions? Fortunately, it wasn't, as Joel has, has just been talking about for the last couple of minutes. God's action of grace towards us was a separate act from anything to do with us. It was, it was independent from us, and, and it's not dependent on anything that he expects from us in return it's just not and that's such a good thing because otherwise grace would fail grace will never fail why because this is wrapped up in a covenant between the father and the son you and i can't mess it up
1: <laughs>
0: otherwise we would that's right I mean, we not that we don't mess up that's the point. Uh, we we do mess up, but we can't mess up this covenant of God's grace.
1: that's right. and and even, you know, the phrase "fallen from grace" comes to mind in all this because a lot of people think that, well, see, Paul talked to people about having fallen from grace. And so, see, you can fall from grace. And a lot of people in the church unfortunately think that that means that, if you start living wrong, or if you fall back into bad behavior, or if you you know fall back into that prodigal living, then you've fallen from grace. But and we've talked about this on the program in the past. I don't know. You can search the Growing in Grace site to find the podcast that we've done you know on this subject, the subject of fallen from grace. But real briefly here, when Paul mentioned that in Galatians five four, he was talking about people, this Galatian church in the city of Galatia, these people who had come to know Christ apart from the law. They had come to know Christ simply by believing, simply by by faith in Jesus Christ and what God had done for them. But they had gone back to doing some of the things, such as circumcision and trying to keep parts of the law in order to remain justified or to be justified before God. And Paul told them, they are the ones who had become estranged from Christ, who... Were attempting to be justified, made right with God, by the law. You have fallen from grace." That's what he told those people. So it's not our behavior that causes a person to fall from grace, it's believing that there's something that you can do to justify yourself, uh, something that in your behavior, something in your works that can justify yourselves before God. And even these people, he, he called them saints, he didn't say that they had no longer become believers, He was just saying, hey, there's this thing called grace, you've you've fallen away from that, now get back into understanding and believing the goodness of God, and that it was never about anything that you did, but it was all about what Christ has done. That's really what that whole issue of falling from grace was about. Isn't
0: it interesting? It's almost the opposite of of really what people think. I I remember years ago seeing a headline, uh, lots of headlines, one in particular stuck out to me, and it was referring to a, a popular minister who is well-known on TV who got caught in sin. The, the headline was, Fallen from Grace. And and that's what most people assume that that phrase means, is that you you did the wrong thing and you fell from grace. When clearly what you just talked about, Joel, is, is true in the context of what Paul was saying those of you who think that you somehow have to be justified by what you do, going back to the law and the commandments, uh, you are the ones who have fallen from grace. That's where that phrase comes from. It's 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 not from having done the wrong thing. Uh, it's trying to establish your own righteousness again. So, you know, when we started the program, we were going to talk a little bit about, what was it you resolutions. said? Resolutions. Uh, yeah, resolutions. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's any, any thoughts you have on that, Joel, because I know we're running out of time. But... Part, part of the attitude that we have under grace is to uh, avoid making resolutions, vows, promises, because that tends to lead toward trusting in the flesh again.
1: Yeah, I think really that is. I mean, this time this time of the year, you do hear a lot of people making resolutions, and then give them a week, a month, or whatever. For some people who have stronger willpower, they might go longer. But eventually, <laughs> it all goes to dust, and a lot of people start feeling bad, and they start feeling condemned and guilty because they haven't kept the resolutions that they've made. And really, the problem with things like that, resolutions and vows to God, is that... You're relying upon your own flesh rather than resting in the perfect finished work of Jesus Christ and the work that God himself does in you. And I know that many of us have so many different things that we would like to change about ourselves, about our lives, but the thing that we have to trust in, the thing that we trust in when we come into this thing called God's grace and when we're in Christ is that God is at work in us to will and to do according to his good pleasure— it's God's work in us, and we're trying to fix all these things about us when God is saying, hey, trust in me, rest in me. I've given you all good things. Rest in that and walk in that. Rest and trust in my grace. And yeah, we have indeed run out of time for this one, Cap. But we'll get back next week into talking more about God's grace. One of the other wonderful things about grace is that even though, in and of ourselves, we were never worthy of, To receive God's grace God loves us And has given us this wonderful grace So we'll talk about that and a whole bunch more Next week right here on Growing in Grace At growingingrace.org
0: This has been Growing in Grace With Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski Heard online through various internet sources Around the world each week To access hundreds of past programs Visit graceroots.org Share it with a friend and listen again next week For more Growing in Grace